You're listening to the 12 Days of Crusademus 2022, brought to you by the Lombok's Crusade. Berserkers berserking. Hello and welcome to the eighth day of the 12 Days of Crusademus for 2022. Brought to you by the Longbox Crusade. The 12 Days of Crusademus is our gift to the podcast community to celebrate the holiday season. And we're celebrating this joyous season by sharing with you some comic book titles that may have gotten by you in the past. Each day of the 12 Days of Crusademus will bring you a hidden gem of a comic book series. Brought to you either by one of the Holly Jolly co-hosts or one of our podcast celebrity guests. Until we get all the way to December 25th, Christmas Day. I'm your host for the 8th Day of Crusademus, Pat DJ Christados Kringle. <laughs> and joining me are the three Christmassy Christmases people around. That's the best I could come up with in short notice. I forgot to add something in the script. So. Nah, you could, it could have been worse. You know what yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, not a bad bit. Not a bad bit. <laughs> so speaking about the Christmassy Christmas people around, let's go ahead and see who is joining us by the warm fireplace, sipping some hot cocoa in hand. And we have Jared Albrick, a.k.a. the Yard Sale Artist. That probe as well. And at this time, you can call me the Christmas oh, probe. And I'm Christmas sticking with that. Yeah, yeah. Christmas probe. Should we? Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, man, I came prepared with a Christmas joke. Mm. What do you call a kid who does not believe in Santa Claus? Oh, I don't know. Sad on Christmas Day is what I call him. Rebel without a clause. Oh. I am ashamed of myself. Very good. And uh, to all, a good night. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I think we will move forward with that and see if we can do anything better. We will introduce Delvin the Dark Web Williams. Merry Christmas, Pat. Merry Christmas, Delvin. I'm coming unprepared. I don't have a pun. So, Jared, you got another one? Oh, no, no. (laughs) I actually do. (laughs) Go for it. Oh, why does Santa Claus never have to go to the hospital? Why does Santa Claus never have to go to the hospital? He's got private health care. <laughs> that, one, that one was pretty good. I mean, anything's a step up for the last one. I get it. I good one, Delvin. I good it. one. Absolutely. By that, 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 that was by, by, Lou, by me, by Lou Jarrett, uh, yeah. through to you, Pat, and, and, and the rest of the listening audience. God Merry Christmas, everybody. Well, Weasel Skull, Christmas Weasel, can you do anything better than that? I've got the greatest joke. I've been saving it up all night. It goes something like, hey, 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 move over, move over. You know, it's my time. Hey, Jane, I had this joke all planned out. Just get out of here. Go do it. Just something else. Anything else. All right, here we go. It's game time, fellas. We are days away from the big party. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, Pat. Yes, Mary Jane. Yes, yes. Yard's looking good. Oh, thank you. I'd spent all the night doing it. looking weak. You need to get the lights up around the mantelpiece. I want the stockings oh. hung by the chimney with care. Do you want them in alphabetical order or just randomly? Do I got to do all the thinking? <laughs> just do it. 
Just do it. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. You're right, Mary Jane. You're right. Dale them. Chocolate Fountain. Yes, Mary Jane. I, I love that nickname. Thank you. I, no, you were supposed to get the chocolate fountain. <laughs> oh, 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 I was, I'm, I was I'm like, sorry. is it nickname? Is it Eisen's job? I don't know. I will. He I played will, right into it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I will go. I will go get that. I'm sorry, sorry, Mary Jane. I will do that. Jeez, man. But y'all are kind of a nice hunk of chocolate. Just, just saying. Just saying. All right, yard sale artist. You're the one that I can count on. You're my Leo. Yes. You're my Leo. Yes. All right. I saw the legal papers are all in order. Mm-hmm. All right. Did you get with the insurance company? Because we got to insure this piece. Mm-hmm. Well, Last I... time we threw that guy through the window? Yes. That <laughs> fire water guy? Shaggy Doo or something? I don't know what his name is. He was causing trouble. I, I'm not saying he didn't deserve it, but we ended up on the hook for it. Yeah, paperwork. That's a lot been... of Patreon dollars, baby. <laughs> it's all been sent to Laurel. All right. I think everything's starting to... Starting to shape up, and uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's an extra person in here. You, sir, you handsome devil with that sharp beard. What's your name? That would be Joe November. What was it before you changed it? <laughs> All I right. I guess the answer is wait. Joe Thomas in this case. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mary Jane. I'm I'm just tripping because if nobody's told you before, that voice sounds exactly like Gary Wallace from Weird Science, Anthony Michael Hall's character. Oh. <laughs> That's all I keep thinking of. Been <laughs> working on that Mary Jane for years. Yeah, anyway, been working. I on guess it. I yielded my time. Merry Christmas, everybody. He's in the Malacca's Dino. <laughs> before we introduce our guests officially, I just didn't want to forget to get into my night before Christmas. Satanists. I have a few more verses for everyone, and I'd like to recite them right now, if you guys don't mind. Hit me. Absolutely right. not. Of course we don't. You left us on a cliffhanger. Let's go. I know. Well, let me fill you in with a few more verses. Here we go. And then in a twinkle, Sean heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As Sean drew in his head and was turning around down the chimney, St. Christatos came with a bound. Ooh, exciting, huh? What's going to happen next? Can't, can't wait. wait. But before we get on with more of that excitement, I know you guys can't wait. And he has been waiting a little bit here as well, too. So let's go ahead and introduce our guest for this episode. It's our very own Crusader Club winner. He's also part of the LBC crew. He's musical genius Joe November. Everybody, Merry it's November Christmas. and December, y'all. Yes, it is. How are you doing, Joe? Merry doing okay. Christmas. Doing okay. I'm glad to see you guys' faces and uh, enjoying another festival of uh, comic books. Well, speaking about comic books, Joe, what do you have gift wrapped in that stocking? As you heard in the singing intro, today is Eight Berserkers Berserking, which means we're unwrapping Berserker Number One from Boom Studios in 2021. Now for a brief history of this series and the creators. Berserker, which is spelled B-R-Z-R-K-R, is a comic book series that was created and written by Keanu Reeves and Matt Kent, who's an American book writer and a cartoonist, and drawn by Ron Garney, 
who's another comic book writer slash artist, and he's known for his works on JLA, The Amazing Spider-Man, Silver Surfer, Incredible Hulk, to name a few. The comic follows an immortal warrior known as Berserker as he fights his way through the ages. The first issue of the 12-issue limited series was published on March 3rd, 2021 by Boom Studios, which is a graphic novel publisher based in Los Angeles, California. After lighting up Kickstarter with a $1.45 million pre-funding campaign, a record for a comics project on that platform, Berserker went on to sell over 650,000 copies of issue number one at retail, making it the highest-selling original title of the 21st century. Netflix is developing a live-action film based on the IP, and Keanu himself is supposed to star and produce the film. There's also an anime spin-off series in the works. Some of the main reasons why I love this book is that the striking visuals from the very beginning are just remarkable. The story's pace quickly takes off as it shows uh, B, as they call it in the comics, getting picked up by uh, American government officials to meet up with his team to carry out a mission previously mentioned. It is violent and gory, and it's definitely not for kids. The overlaying therapist dialogue while seeing B decimate these poor soldiers is a great way to flesh out the story. It also keeps you intrigued and wants you to know more about this special assassin, especially when you read the final frame. You just wonder where the mind of Keanu Reeves, who bears a striking resemblance to the protagonist himself, plans to take this character throughout this 12-issue series. So, have any of you read Berserker comics before? Jared, have you read it before? Uh, no, sir. This is a first read for me. Okay. Jason, how about you? First read for me as well. I was on the lookout for it when it was being released, but it flew off the shelf, so I didn't get a copy. Gotcha, gotcha. Pat? No, this is the first time for me as well. Nice, nice. Delvin? Never even heard of it, Joe. So mm. first, read, first read for me. Perfect, perfect, perfect. All right, now we'll talk about a quick summary of this particular issue. So... Berserker, number one, follows the exploits of an immortal and indestructible warrior who has been used for the past 80,000 years as a weapon by various factions who benefit from his ability to decimate entire armies. The protagonist, known as B, he gets possessed by a bloodlust in combat situations, resulting in enormous body counts and gruesome violence. The story finds him currently working with U.S. Special Forces on assignments too dangerous for anyone else. Between killing sprees, he is undergoing therapy to unlock the secrets of his origins, trying to help him gain his balance, but also trying to help the military reverse engineer whatever makes him tick for their own purposes. First issue shows him leading a military mission in a foreign country to wipe out the leader's army and capture the president alive, which doesn't actually happen. At the same time, there is a dialogue between B and his female psychiatrist during his debrief and she is attempting to discover how his mind works and how he seems to be immortal. The irony is B no longer wants this power for reasons yet to be revealed. The doctor remarks that his hormonal levels were triggering new neural pathways, which may indicate strides in their organ regeneration analysis, cognitive neuroscience, and quantum field phenomena. When asked if something triggered B out in the field, he said he recalled memories of his father as well as being born 80,000 years ago. So, what did you guys think of the issue? Let's start with Pat. Well, I wasn't really sure what I was getting into when I started reading it. I noticed the large page count, and we all know about large page uh -huh, count here. Uh -huh, uh -huh. That's right, that's right. And so I was a little trepidatious about, wow, is this going to be a heavy read that I got to read through this? And to my surprise, it was not. It was like a quick read. I'm like, you know what? Joe picked a good one here. <laughs> I just like the way 
the art really showed you the story that was going on, like two layers. You have the art, and as you mentioned, him talking to the therapist. That second layer of kind of what's going on here, but you can just see how it was relaying to everything he was that it was going on around him, you know, the mission that was actually happening. And I'm like, wow, this is really interesting. Striking resemblance, of course, to Keanu with the long hair and the beard and all that. I'm like, okay, I can see him kind of playing this part. And I thought it was really interesting as well. Artwork, again, amazing. And just carrying on that storytelling that is happening here. The colors as well. Pretty kind of gory. So yeah, it's not really kid friendly on this one but made you understand how i don't want to say bloodlusty this guy is or just he's a berserker so if you've played some D or something or, or a character once you get that rage up you can't stop that guy it's just you're just pounding away and i just found it also interesting the regeneration that was going it's like this guy was taking a pounding and he kept on ticking and kept on ticking. he sure did really good story and all that so i I'm, i'll stop my talking here good thank you thank you jared what did you think about this issue well, I didn't read it, but if I did, it would probably be pretty good. You say Miss Jokes Never Die. All right, of course I read it. And exactly like Pat, the first thing I saw up in the little digital page counter was 48 pages, and I was like, mother... <laughs> but uh, I discovered this is a fast read. This is brisk because it's like all action and, and not even much exposition or dialogue until maybe the last, I don't know, five pages or so, something like that. Ron Garney, who is an amazing penciler, and I've always liked his work, is really channeling his inner Frank Miller on this one. It really reminded me of the series Ronin by Frank Miller. And oh, sort of yeah. style it was drawn in. Yeah. And, and that was also a fairly violent book as well. Yes, it was. So it was a weird, like, it wasn't the Ron Garney I was expecting, but it was a really cool take on it. So really good art, really fast-paced storytelling that was visually engaging. I'm pretty sure he took a dude's rib out of his body and stabbed mm -hmm. him with his own rib at one point. I mean, usually you got to pay double for that kind of action. So yeah. It was uh, definitely a thrill ride. It was very Keanu Reevesy, especially in the vein of John Wick. So cool read. Nice. Delvin, what did you think? My love for this book was like a truck. Berserker. Don't do it. <laughs> All right, let's just stop it right there. Fine. You know, I just, I finally had a decent bit and you won't let me do it. All right. You know, I got to give Keanu Reeves some credit. If you're going to do a Kickstarter and then like it makes a million dollars and then it sold 600,000 copies of issue one and then you're going to do a movie based off of it and have the character look like you. I mean, the man is in his bag. That's really smart. No one would buy a comic book that was based off of the crap I do. So, I mean, I got to give the man credit. It was a good idea. And then as soon as I saw Keanu, it was Keanu Reeves and some other guy. Okay, yeah, cool. Ron Garney. Ooh, oh, oh, they got a name. I'm just going through my head of the Ron Garney stuff that I have in my collection just off the top of my head. Let's see, Captain America, Hulk, Superman, like just off the top of my like the dude has been around the DC universe, the Marvel universe, he is a name. And so you've got that art. So that's already something where if the story was just complete trash for whatever reason, you've got some pretty artwork to look at at a minimum. So most people are gonna go away happy based off of that alone. But the story was interesting without knowing anything about it and or how long the run is, I am 115% positive the government is going going to turn 
on Berserker, like because it's it's just it, and probably he's gonna run off with his psychiatrist who completely understands him because he, you know he's misunderstood. But at the same time, maybe I'm wrong about that. And nothing about it seemed formulaic or anything. It absolutely did seem violent. And I was reminded, as everyone has already mentioned, of that John Wick kind of vein. And you can tell the way that Ron drew it, like this book is supposed to be a little bit darker and gritty. So I am certain that they already prepped anyone for that. And no one is going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to give this to my eight-year-old. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, like, I, yeah. I doubt that that would happen at all. So it's a adult action book, you know, kind of, you know, with cool immortal things. It's very hard to go wrong with that. So I got nothing bad to say about it. Only good things. Sounds good. Sounds good. Jason, what did you think about this issue? Well, I'm going to pick up the bucket from Delvin and continue to wash uh, Ron Garney's car a little bit here because... Yeah, he's a fantastic artist, and I think this is some of the best work I've seen him do in a while. I was really impressed by how he was able to just capture very simple yet beautiful elements of the... Beautiful is a weird word, but but they were beautiful pages of this awful violence. And he was able to do that through the book. And then there was a piece of it in there where you have Berserker on the table and all this technology and everything around him. And I just keep thinking of how Jared was saying, man, that is really hard to draw. And it just looks very detailed, complete. I don't, I don't have the right you know, artistic words to describe it, but two very unique styles by the same artist in the book, and they work beautifully in telling the story. Of course, Keanu Reeves is action film face-off royalty. He knows action, right? So I'm sure he's got a great story in his head. Then you have Matt Kent, who I've read quite a bit of Matt Kent because he's done work on X-Men, Wolverine. I've read some of his like mind management and some other independent stuff that he's done great storyteller. So I think if you've got that broad concept from Keanu, that storytelling chops from Matt, you throw those pencils by Garney on there, that artwork, man, I, it's a it's a can't miss. I'm going to give you a spoiler. I, it's hard for me to gauge this one because I've kind of painted myself in a corner with my humor, heart, spectacle, and art. So I mm -hmm. might have to call a bit of an audible on this one. I'm still trying to sort out how I'm going to score it when we get to that point. Well, it had literal heart. Yeah, that's actually <laughs> what I'm saying. There's heart on the panel seven, a page, or, you know. How many ribs would you pull out? Yeah, how many ribs would you give? There's some creative ways to kill folks, man. That's all I've got to say about that. Very good, very good. Thanks, everybody, for your feedback on the issue. Now it's time to rate your interest in the series using the official Crusademus candy cane scale. On a scale of 1 to 12 candy canes, 12 being extremely interested and 1 being zero interest at all. How many candy canes would you rate your interest in pursuing more issues of this title? Delvin, let's start with you. Star me, I will set the bar at 10. It was good. Good story, quick read, beautiful artwork, intriguing character. Perfect, perfect. Pat, what would you rate this? I'm going to go one higher and go at 11. This one really surprised me. I wasn't sure what I was getting in. And man, that pace storytelling that was happening, it had me. I was like turning the page. I was turning the page and just kept turning it. And then when it got to it, I'm like, ooh, that's it. I want to know what's happening more. So yeah, 11. I want to find some more of these. So Joe, did you get in on the Kickstarter or did you find these at a comic um, shop? So the way I found about it, found out about it is uh, my godbrother, Robbo, 
turned me on to it. I think he gave it to me as a Christmas gift. And so, oh, nice. he, yeah, he sent it to me. And, and once I read it, I was like, oh, my goodness, this is this is awesome. And I've actually purchased the rest of the series, but I haven't read it yet. But I definitely want to sit down when I have some time to dig into it. Very cool. Jared, how would you rate your interest in this, the rest of the series? I thought it was a real fun read. I'll definitely be on the lookout for it in the, the dollar bins out there. It's a definite pickup for me. That I think you had it at 11, right? Yeah. I'm going to go 11.5 oh, just because oh, I can. Yeah, you can do halfsies. <laughs> just because I can. So uh, 11.5 candy canes. Nice. And Jason, what would you rate it? Well, with the humor, there just wasn't any humor. In I laughed when he stabbed a guy with his own rib. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess you could make a stretch. I, I can't give it any humor points, so that's zero. Heart, like you said, there was a literal heart on the page. <laughs> and, you know, I, I'm i kind of interpreting the potential in this book. I, I don't know where it's going yet, but I just suspect that there's going to be some more heart, as I interpret it, character development, learning more about the richness and the complexity of the character. I feel it's coming. So I'm going to go ahead and give it uh, two for that, just because of the creativity and just the faith in what this team is bringing. And then I'm going to go ahead and give it full marks three for the spectacle, for obvious reasons. I don't need to go into that again. And art, which I pretty well described on my turn. So we're looking at eight candy canes here. I always give the extra candy cane for the passion uh, that people bring for the book, which you did, Joe. So so there's nine. And I can since I can, I'm going to give it 0.5, 9.5. You can double your half-seas if you want. <laughs> it's called a whole point, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can do half-seas, half-seas, and a half-seas. <laughs> now I'm good with 9.5. I think that's that seems about right for me. Very good. All right, so let me just give one last recommendation for the series. As you guys probably know, I'm a big anime buff. In fact, I'm wearing a Cowboy Bebop shirt right now. And the fact that the anime series adaptation will be produced by Production IG, which is a very, very famous Japanese art studio, and they're best known for their Ghost in the Shell series. The fact that they're going to be involved in the anime adaptation lets me know how dope this comic book is, and I'm really looking forward to reading the remainder of the series. Very cool. Yeah, I would definitely be interested interested in the animation or even a miniseries yeah, live action. that'd be cool yeah. yeah i'm sure you can't wait for that to come out you know like like a ticking clock stop it <laughs> yep. stop it <laughs> yeah never Make let me have any fun you see laurel's office door opening right now <laughs> if she was at work that's what would it's always been closed i, I don't know why but... <laughs> anyway Thank you, Joe, for bringing in a great book. And that will wrap up day eight of the 12 Days of Crusademus. We would love to hear from you if you're familiar with any of the comics we have covered here on the show, or if you gave one of our recommendations a try, and we hope you do. Let us know what you think about it. As a reminder, Joe won the Crusaders Club raffle for the year. Every year we have a Crusaders Club member on. I think you mentioned that at the front of the show, but we have a Crusaders Club member on a Crusademus episode. So, you know, if you're interested in that, just www.patreon.com slash longboxcrusade. Become a member and perhaps you could be on next year or at least decrease Joe's chances of being back. By half. <laughs> if we get two people to join, then that may get a full. You know? <laughs> All right. Well, you can also get a hold of us 
on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or at YouTube, all at Longbox Crusade. You can email us at contact at longboxcrusade.com. We also have a voicemail where you can leave us a voicemail at 707-532-5269. That number again is 707-532-LBOX. And if you're loving Crusademus and didn't get a chance to listen last year or just want to hear some more Crusademus, if you scroll far enough back in our feed, you can find all the episodes from Crusademus past 2021. 2020, 2019, 2018, and even 2017. Thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to come back tomorrow to find out what the next gift is from under the tree here in the festively decorated Longbox Crusade Studios. Thanks for having me, fellas. And I just want to wish all the listeners happy holidays and Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah and Joyful Kwanzaa, but it's also okay if you don't happen to celebrate during this time of year. These times can be very stressful, so be kind to each other because you never know what the next person is going through. Until next time, DJ Cristados play one of my favorite Christmas jams. Wicked, 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 whack. And peace to men
All songs, song clips, and characters discussed are copyright of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. We are just fans that like to share our love of comics. Outtakes. For the record, I'm giving out some other halvesies tonight, y'all. <laughs> Everybody gets halvesies. <laughs> that number again is 707-532-LBOX. Pick up the Christmas Jingle, jingle, jingle. You guys ever get any strange messages on that? Occasionally. <laughs> 2018 and even 2017. Woo! Woo! The year that Jason gave the shield, I think, four. Yeah, that was the beginning. Of <laughs> I gave it too many, man. It didn't even deserve the ones I gave it. Jason's like, I'm going to become a professional comic podcaster, and I'm going to make sure I tell everybody how I feel about them and give them my truth. That was a spot-on impression, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I recognize myself. <laughs> I'm still hurt. I'm still hurt from that. Uh, uh, no sky strikers for you. <laughs>